Okay, well. <laughs> hey, Cam. Kayland. <laughs> hey. <laughs> How's it going? I'm awesome. How are you doing? Doing well, thanks. What are you up to? Just uh, <laughs> hanging out. <laughs> Recording a podcast? Yeah, first one ever. Same. In the world. TBD how this goes. Yeah, definitely TBD. Um, no, nah, but what's actually going on? Yeah, so <laughs> this is, I don't know, this is awkward. Of course, of course it is. I feel like I don't like that we've written notes. I don't think I want to use notes. You want to ignore them now? Like, I'll just look at the title column, for example. Okay, okay, you know? that's like, fair. Yeah. Should we, like, restart, um, or is this part of it, or, like, what? Yeah, we'll just, um, I don't know. We'll just go from here. Okay. What's perfect. going on with you? Um, well, although it's 11 a.m., I still feel like it's 7 a.m. Not very good at mornings, and I stayed up way too late, so there's that. Yeah, I'm with you there. I did, um, have some friend, like a friend visiting from Montreal last night. Yeah. And yeah, it was, uh, I mean, it, I don't know. I managed to sneak out before they all like went off to some late hours bar adventure. So I managed to get home still at like one thirty, but it's definitely not, uh, you know, not my usual bedtime. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't allow, I mean, I've never been good at the consistency of like wake up the same day on weekdays as on weekends like i always manage to mess it up by friday night or something like that yeah um yeah cool uh so just just kg partying is that no i mean okay so i i was saying this to you before the show but i feel like we've just basically kicked off what is holiday party season and so I just feel like it's all, it's going to be all like work parties, family parties, friend parties from here on out. So last night I actually went to, um, Diego, who's my partner's, um, holiday party, not for his company, but for an agency that he works with. So, uh, yeah, very obscure. It was super fun. I actually ran into one of my first bosses ever when I, from when I graduated, um, university and I worked at this music management company, she's one of my favorite mm. people in the world. I haven't seen her in maybe five or six years. She didn't even recognize me at first. And it was like one of the best run-ins ever. I'm still so happy that I saw her and we're going to meet up. She like founded this whole really cool HR company. So yeah, we're going to chat. So overall, that's cool. Fun, fun does party. she work? So she doesn't work at the agency. She works, um, <clears throat> at, she started her own company or something. Yeah. So just Funny enough, her partner is a VP at the agency. So yeah, it just, mm. anyway, so long night, but it was nice to meet all his coworkers. And then I, yeah, I ran into her and another person that I knew. And it's funny how like people used to always say this when I first started my job that like, oh, this industry's you know, so small, everyone knows everyone. And now it's funny that I actually go to these random parties and you will run into these people that you know everywhere that you go. Yeah, you really uh, can't burn too many bridges. It, it really holds true when you stay in the same uh, in the same city throughout your career. Yeah. Yeah. Any other big weekend plans for you? Uh, I got more friends coming in today from Ottawa, which is kind of where I grew up. So yeah. uh, a couple like real good friends from back in the day. But yeah, it's probably going to be a bit of a uh, you know party time. Uh, yeah, so gotta just like I don't know, get through it. So despite <laughs> it should be a good time. Yeah, despite the name of this podcast being Work Pals, we're just like we're partying at this <laughs> point. So people, we yes. tricked everyone, and this is actually the Party Pals podcast. <laughs> 
Yeah, definitely the standard format will just be talking about our weekend uh, shenanigans. <laughs> I'm pretty sure if you talked to us last weekend, it was like we were both just working all day yeah. on like absurd kind of like work schedules. <laughs> yeah. What do you what are you working on right now? Uh, right now, what am I working on? Yeah. So I actually do have to do some client work today. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, you know, I've just been putting that off a lot lately. Um, I guess I'll just kind of get into like where I'm at, uh, with like updates and stuff. Cause like, yeah. Um, over the past bit have been figuring out what to do next. Um, whether to like get a new job or to freelance and kind of what forced this hand is that, uh, the company that I work for is, um, going through like huge changes. They basically laid off like, I don't know, 90% of the company, uh, of, you know, which was like about 45 ish people. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they kept me on for like a, a period of time, uh, until like, middle of December. So they gave me kind of a couple months as the only developer to just kind of wrap up some projects and put them in good position to move forward. Oh, it's just you. It's just me. And then there's kind of like, um, you know, we have, um, like one other guy who can code, but his background is more like data science. Ah. Uh, yeah. And how big was your dev team before the layoffs? We had about 12, oh, 12 okay. of us. Wow. Yeah. Wow, good on you for being like the one that they like are keeping around for now. Yeah, I was just like, wow, that's pretty wild. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, it's been like pretty decent. Like the first bit was like pretty wild. Like I remember coming into the office and that was just like uh like in those couple weeks and it was just so weird. But it it's you know, everything you kind of like adjust to a bit and like uh you can um it's amazing how just adding more people doesn't always make you move faster or get things done more. It, it just can add communication barriers. So I found, um, you know, I think we had a solid team, but it's just part of it. It's like you, uh, you just slow down and start, you know, debating over small things. And if you're just a couple people, you can actually like move on things pretty quickly. A hundred percent. And I think also, I mean, it's something that we've struggled with at our company that when you have a team of, let's say five to seven, it's so easy to know what's going on at all the time, all times and what everyone's doing. And it's hard for people to kind of hide behind other people or hide behind not doing work, let's say, or not being as productive. Um, and then the more and more people that you add, I don't, I'm not saying that people are doing this in like a, in like an intentional way, but people definitely do, you know, hide behind things more. I find like they are slightly less productive, um, it could be because of the communication things that you're saying, but I also just think like as a, as a factor of growing a team larger, like your productivity, it just like doesn't scale. Like it does when you're small. I think we got to a point where I was like, I feel like we've added 10 new team members and we are slightly more productive than we were before. And it's just like such a tricky puzzle to solve too. Yeah. I think I've seen it too many times in just, uh, you know, working in small companies and large companies and just seeing how, you know, even the smaller companies can just like, um, you know, ship just as quickly with like pretty much just equal quality of like a company that has like hundreds of employees. And, and it just comes down to a lot of like, I don't know, like I've, I've been on teams that are in this where you're just kind of, you know, doing 
you put so much process in the way and you don't actually get to do any of the work and you kind of have to because you need to keep all these people up to date so it's like there's not a great way around it it's just that uh it's the law of diminishing returns is or kind of like in software they call it brooks law where you know you throw more people at the problem and it's going to be that much later yeah uh, it doesn't get you you know to the deadline uh any faster well you'll hit the deadline but you won't hit the finished product <laughs> yeah any that's faster. fair yeah and so to go back to what you were saying before so are you you're you're finishing up work right now for your previous company or what does that look like yeah so that's still tbd we're about um halfway through kind of like since that happened to like where like the end of December, uh, now where, you know, it was kind of like the end of my employment there. And so what I've been doing is yeah, started interviewing. I also have been greatly leaning into thinking about is, is now the time that I want to start kind of freelancing while I can start up my own, um, thing on the side. Yeah. Um, cause that's kind of a, an end goal is to be, you know, making a, a product of my own or a company of my own, whether it's product related or, or not. And so, um, and so, yeah, where I'm at is just kind of like, um, deciding between those options. I'm at like pretty late stages in a few interviews. And then at the same time, I kind of started telling people, well, I might, might start freelancing. And then as soon as you do that like i mean luckily there's like quite a bit of dev work here so i managed to find a client like almost instantly and so i've just been trying to juggle all that where i now have what turned into from a situation of like oh i'm not gonna have a job in a couple months uh turned into i have way too much work on my plate and interviews and all this stuff and it's a really good problem to have but i'm just not sure the direction and so actually uh, an interesting twist is just that, yeah, I'm I'm not sure where this will go because we're still figuring it out. But I was talking to, you know, kind of my current employer right now about oh, I might go freelance, and they were like, well, maybe we uh, can keep you on to like. So we're trying to figure out what that looks like yeah. in the future of if that's going to be something that's possible. So it seems like in the immediate, you're like sort out my full time or core job slash work so that you can actually start focusing on you know what you want to build on the side. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say exactly. And I don't know what that is yet. So that's kind of why I, I can't like really dive into it uh, full on right now. Cause I would be just like, you know, trying to figure out what to build for a month or two. Yeah. Mm. Honestly, I feel like what you were just describing about, you know, the nervousness around not having work and then having too much. I've somehow put myself in that same situation so many times where, you know, I decide to take on something else because I'm like, work is slow or, you know, whatever it is. And then all of a sudden, I take on something and then another something comes up, whether it's life related or work related or a new client. And then all of a sudden you're like drowning. You go from like zero to 500 so quickly. And I feel like I've done this so many times. I don't know how I always find myself back in that exact same position, but I find it hard to, you know, find a consistent level of work in my life. I feel like it's like such spikes and dips and I wish it wasn't like that. Um, But yeah, I've had trouble figuring out, you know, when is the best time to take on things because all of these unexpected things are always coming up. So I guess it's near impossible. It's weird because like, yeah, I I totally, I totally get that. And I, it's weird that we even choose to take on kind of this like side freelance work sometimes. Um, 
Cause sometimes it, it feels like it's less about money though. It obviously is like, at you know, it's a tool that's going to get you what you need, but like, it also just feels like I want to be doing something different or new. And so you throw these new things into your life and like, maybe it's, uh, it's just, you already have a 40 hour ish week, uh, you know? Yeah. Uh, and so like throwing something new at that isn't maybe not like the actual answer that you're looking for. Um, yeah. I think it's it, a, for me, a product of like, um, I have a full-time job. I, I mean, you were, you were with me, so you know, but I was just working in Europe for a while. So obviously I spent more money than I would have just being in Toronto. And so it doesn't matter how many more hours I work in my day job. I'm not bringing in more money. I'm just bringing in my salary. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, I'll just do a project, bring in X amount of money for that. And then that's just like taken care of now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I find that sometimes projects look a lot shinier at the beginning and then you get into them and start wondering, you know, wow, why did I take this on? Yeah. hundred percent. It's uh, I don't know. I've definitely like um, just been angry at my past self before for just like, why did you, why did you make so many promises right now? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think, um, yeah, going just into that, like I, that's part of why I want to just try the freelance thing like on its own is to see if that is more manageable or if it still is like just a, a wild headache because you, you know, it might be a completely different story when you don't have 40 hours of extra yeah. stuff that you have to do every week and you can actually juggle things a bit better. I think uh, that's a good point because neither of us have ever been in the position where freelancing is our full-time job. I kind of have at one point, but it was, I don't know, for me, it was hard, but I think I was so young and I didn't know how to set it up properly. And I was working between, I think three places and it was Mm -hmm. just, it was a lot to handle and I wasn't getting paid near what I get paid now. So it's not like I was raking in, you know, a bunch of cash to basically like sign away my whole life to these three contracts. I don't know if I know, I don't know if I would even know how to structure it now. I think it would be such a learning curve as like that being your full-time thing. Yeah, I think it's such a learning curve. It would be such a, a discovery phase for you too to decide what type of freelancing you want to do. Like, is there obviously development, but is there something you want to specialize in, like specific types of things that you want to do over and over again? Or are you interested in taking on new and different projects every time? Yeah, there's a lot of considerations. Yeah, I think I might have gone, you know, just a bit like too early into all of all of the avenues, literally, as soon as we <laughs> found out about the news, it was just like, get in, you know, go start interviewing and then go find uh, freelance work. And then both of those things obviously happened. And now it's like, you know, it almost would have made sense. Like, okay, let the job run out, try freelancing. If that doesn't work, then start interviewing. Cause yeah. now I'm in a position where I'm going to have to say no to people if I do go. And then what if I don't like it, then I, I you know, maybe I can keep the door open if I'm lucky to say yeah. like, uh, but maybe not. I don't, but, yeah. I don't think that keeping the door open is an impossibility um, as somebody who's done exactly what you're saying, um, you know, saying no or pulling out of a interview process. Um, but not everybody's going to take kindly to it. I always think in these situations, like, or I tell people around me that, you know, it's not like, um, this is not a once in a lifetime thing. Like these job opportunities, like you're getting these job opportunities in these interviews because of your skill set. you're going to get the same level of opportunities again. If you want to come back to this, it's not like, you know, it's not the end of the world if you say no now and come back later to the same company or different ones. Definitely. That's all. Uh, let's hear a bit about what's going on with you. All right. So, um, 
not, I'm not in a, if I were to describe my situation, it's not similar to you, but in that I ended up finding myself in a lot more work than I meant to right now. Um, so when I was coming back from my trip, I was working in Spain for a while. Like I mentioned, I was very low workload. And so somebody reached out to me about a small project, um, which is kind of just some uh, project management consulting and like set up. Um, and I thought, oh, this will be great, you know, because um, I don't have a lot of work right now. But in the following weeks, basically, um, my boss went on pat leave um, a little bit earlier than expected. Um, and also I started interviewing for a new job. So I think because I'm such an over-preparer and I, I'm pretty like, I don't, I don't know if I'm the best at prioritization. For example, if I'm interviewing for a job, right, that's my top, top, top priority. And I've definitely been putting it above this client project that I've agreed to do. Um, so I'm having trouble, you know, prioritizing things, deciding how much time needs to go into each bucket. Um, yeah. And also just, you know, having some fun outside of those things because I don't really want to be working all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I don't know, I guess overall big things for me right now are that I am trying to find a new job and I hope that the current, uh, interview process that I'm going through will work out. But, um, yeah, so I think for me, I probably will just keep prioritizing that to the top of all of the buckets. Yeah, it's um, it's kind of exactly what I was doing, and I guess have been doing. Where you know, I I took on like you said, like very similar things of like you're looking for a new job and some freelance work, and I also kind of pri- prioritize the interviews and that stuff. I where you know it's it's interesting just because yeah, you've already agreed to this thing, um, but just knowing that one might be much more important to like the long term plans in your life yeah it, it just like automatically gets pushed to the top as it probably should um it's just uh it's not even something that happens um you know with intent it's just uh yeah it just you find it like or at least for me i find it hard to go and work on one thing when i know that there's still like learning and work to be done on the others yeah um, especially with interviews because there's not this um you know set endpoint. Like I'm done, you know, uh, I'm done mm-hmm. studying. I'm done practicing. I feel like I could just continue. I basically like every time I get a next interview scheduled, I will spend nearly all of my free time studying and practicing and never feel like I'm finished, you know? Um, and that's partly due to my personality, but, uh, it's, yeah. So it's a bit difficult for me. I'm kind of obsessive like that. I, uh, I hear you. Um, my partner, Gabby would, you know, <laughs> would reflect that in that she sees like, you know, I'm in these processes waiting to hear back. And like, even if I'm not sure if I'm going to take the position, I'm still losing sleep over it at night. And it's like, you know, just don't worry about it. But that's not the type of person I am. It's like, I, I really just like, uh, over focus on, on some of these things. And I think it works to my benefit, but it also works against you. in in some ways just for like, I don't know, the like health, healthy life balance like i i know and i mean i wouldn't say i'm horrible at life balance but it takes a lot of work for me and i think that when stressful situations come up i do kind of negotiate on important things in my life so yeah i will literally prioritize the job interview over everything working out eating healthy probably my actual job my client work but then i hold a lot of guilt around that kind of stuff right so um Mm -hmm. i definitely look up to people who i think can compartmentalize it a little bit more and i don't mean like only think about one thing at a time, but that they basically decide, you know, I'm going to spend this many hours on this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to go to the gym. Um, yeah, sometimes those are the things I need to like bring my mind back to that 
I'm not, I'm not going to perform well if I just keep neglecting other parts of my life. So a hundred percent. And you're also, you know, starting to learn, well, you've, you've had some code, you know, uh, in your life for a while. Like you've yeah. kind of just like sprinkled it in and out here and there, but it sounds like you're trying to put more of a dedicated effort towards that lately. Yeah. So I think when we first started talking about doing a podcast, it actually came from the fact that both of us have an interest in starting, um, businesses or launching products or something on the side. And mm -hmm. while I've been interested in technology my whole life, and I've essentially worked in technology my whole career. Um, in terms of my actual like coding programming background, it would be like, you know, when I was young, all I did as a child was make websites, which is like completely inapplicable to anything now, of course. And so I've kind of, you know, always started down the path of learning more and stopped so many times in my career. But now I'm finding that as I I'm thinking about things that I want to build out. I feel so disadvantaged because it's hard for me to just put something together, prototype something, even something super rough. Um, and so I'm trying, yeah, I'm trying to start working on developing my skills to a place where I would be able to build some things on my own. But I also think I feel super lost in the journey because it's hard to know where to start, what to do, um, what to learn, if I should just figure out a project and start learning based on, you know, what I need to put that together, or if I should just keep doing courses. So yeah, I think it feels a little bit scattered to me right now. Um, mm -hmm. In terms of what I've been doing to date, I mean, I've been using free code camp, which I think has its benefits, but it's very like um, cookie cutter. Like, you know, you're, you're working within like a website, you're just kind of following steps. And then we did kind of like um, a 21 day code challenge at my work, which was all JavaScript based. So I found that really enjoyable because it was very um, problem solving oriented. So I just had to research. I just had to dig into things. I just had to figure out how to do it. Um, so I would like to keep doing things that are project based because I think that's generally the most motivating for me. So yeah, but any thoughts that you have in that area obviously are welcome because you've gone through this gear self-taught developers. So yeah, I think the, you know, just continuing to work on uh, any projects, like whether it's going to be something that's directly applicable or not. I think it's just good to be, you know, like, uh, don't worry too much about, is this going to be something that I can actually ship out to the world as a product? Like just focus on the learning side for now. I always do find it uh, very helpful to apply it back to something that might be a useful tool for myself. Even if I'm doing a course, maybe I'll like adjust you know, just the names of the variables to be something that's more relatable to what I, you know, want to do in life or yeah. uh, in, in a project. Um, but, you know, so that, that's kind of, but for me at this stage, like it's all just about kind of continuing that learning and you'll be able to start building um, usable things later down the road. So for you, when you first, um, you know, we're going down this path, do you feel like you are in a unique position because you were kind of able to start your learning path with a job in the field, or did you do a lot of things before that? Like, what did that look like before you got your first job? Because I know you actually kind of got an opportunity pretty early on. Yeah, that was, uh, I honestly uh, tried to, I, I didn't expect it to come up like that. I kind of did get lucky in getting a job that I wasn't really qualified for. Um, and so, yeah, I tried to, 
cram in some learning into a few weeks before I started yeah. the job, but you can only do so much. And so, yeah, most of it was just learning on the job. I was pretty lucky to have that because it also is very motivating when it's like, if you don't do this, eventually you'll get fired. Yeah. So, like, so, uh, <clears throat> it is nice to have that. <laughs> prior to starting your job, how would you describe the experience that you had? Like, I feel like you, I know you built some websites for your bands and things like that, but was that it? What else? Like what level were you at? Can you describe it? A hundred percent. That was it. Like it, it was what really like transitioned, uh, started the transition was, yeah, I was pretty bored of my current, uh, work, which was kind of doing marketing, uh, for concerts and stuff. And it was, I don't know, just kind of like had ran its course. I'd been doing it for a while. And yeah, at the time was in a band, uh, and we needed a website, kind of like a, a refreshed website. So I went and, you know, was just playing with, at the time it was like Bootstrap, which is like a yeah. framework for CSS and kind of like make, building websites, super popular back in the day. And just started playing around with that and really enjoyed that. Just, it was so much fun to be building something. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I didn't know that I would be switching, um, but like careers or anything, but then went for dinner with, uh, like a coworker at the time and her partner. Uh, and he ran a shop at like the organization that we mm -hmm. met at. Uh, and then, yeah, he basically just said, come here, come learn on the job. And, you know, I was super unproductive for the first bit because yeah, I didn't have much knowledge. Um, but you know, they would put me on that type of project uh, projects where it's like building emails and like some WordPress updates and stuff that doesn't require a lot of knowledge. And so it was, it was a, a good way to like transition like into that. But I definitely, um, you know, I think it could have been faster if I did go to like a boot camp or something. But at the time it was just not an option in terms of like financially totally. or like trying to quit my job for like, and then go do full-time expensive program for like three months or however long it was yeah. at, at the time. So, so I think I took the slow route, but it's still, I mean, when, you, when I look back at like how much I've learned in this time is, um, pretty incredible still. So, no, but like, if you think about it, it's not the slow route. It's like what, four years later now. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I mean, exactly. And I, I definitely know people who have like been in this longer than I have, who have not grown as quickly yeah. just because maybe they stay at the same job that doesn't teach them. I've been really lucky to like find um, the right positions after that, that first gig. So cool. Um, yeah. Well, I take that to heart. And I think for me, it is like that focus on project based learning is probably because even when I think about myself as like a young person, I got super into this whole world just because I wanted to build a website or I, you know, I designed something in Photoshop, but I wanted to make it come to life. And I find like, I love that feeling when you're, you're solving a problem or you're on a project and you're just so deep in it that you completely lose time. And that's something that I've always found when I try to get back into this world that I like find that feeling again, which isn't necessarily um, something that I get as often maybe in my day-to-day -day work. So anyways, it's, it's a path that I want to continue going down. Um, I truly do think that, you know, that feeling of when I look back at the past, you know, each year I'll kind of reflect back, you know, and see where I'm at. And I look back every time and I'm like, this year was both the shortest and longest year because I look at like the time flew. I can't believe it's already been a year since I started and like I didn't know these technologies. But then I look at how much I've learned in that yeah. and it's like, wow, that I've done so much that it's such a long 
year as well. And I think when you have that kind of like, <laughs> like just vague time representation, that's like a sign that you're just really enjoying what you're doing and kind of like things along the way, or I don't know, like time becomes irrelevant because yeah. if you're focused on like how much time is passing, like it, to get through the day or get through the week, like waiting for Friday to come, like I never do that. Like I'm always just excited about like getting into whatever I'm working on. Yeah. So I think that is like what, I always aim for as a goal is just to have that same feeling of like lose track of time and just get lost in it. Yeah. That's super nice. And it's, it's funny you say that because I, I did a similar thing recently, which is, well, you know, but my situation right now is I'm applying for a role that I've previously applied for and didn't, um, and pulled out of the interview process. So I was redoing mm -hmm. my resume and looking at my previous cover letter and you know, my interview practice questions and then updating those now, just made me realize, wow, how much my, my current role has changed in the past year, how much more I've done in the past year, how many more like difficult situations I've managed through or taken care of or projects we've gotten out the door and just realized like, well, first of all, I'm much more um, qualified for this position than I was a year ago, but also mm -hmm. just like, you don't realize how much has changed or how much more responsibility you've taken on. I know this is getting long winded, but I should also just say, I don't think that it's obvious what I do based on what I've said so far. So um, <laughs> in case anyone's wondering, I, majority of my career, I've been a project manager in the web development space. Um, right now I manage programs and operations at a small data scraping startup. Um, but I'm also very interested in um, agile ways of thinking and methodologies in general. So that's what I'm trying to transition towards. Yeah, it's uh, probably a good idea to talk, like tell people what we do. Yeah. And I think we'll get more into that over the you know course of the podcast and kind of, you know, I know we have plans to kind of like do a deep dive on each of our backgrounds. So yeah, it'll be, um, it'll be cool. Do you have anything else for, for this week? Or that's no, good? I think, I think that's good. Is there anything in particular you're working on this week? I, I'm honestly just trying to figure out, I, I think by the end of this week, I might have a pretty clear idea of what direction I'm going to go, whether it's freelancing or career, like with uh, like, you know, full-time gig. So I'm excited to see where that goes. Um, but I actually have no idea what the decision will be. So it's interesting to know that like probably by, you know, Friday this time, like this time next week, I'll have a much more clear and I'm really excited, but like a much more clear vision of where I'm heading. Very so cool. I just can't wait to sleep again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward for that for you. Yeah. Yeah. Where can uh, people find, uh, you know, show notes and yeah so probably like the that. easiest way is to check us out on workpalspodcast.com uh, or you can find us on twitter at workpals we'll catch you later okay take care bye okay bye